Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're going to get into some more Super Bowl stuff. The best and worst Super Bowl winning teams you've seen in your lifetime. But real quick, we have an update happening like now for the Rangers TV situation. Oh, this is interesting to me because I don't even know. Yeah, I bet a lot of fans are not going to like it. Okay. Is Name the- one fan. All fans who say they can't get Bally. Oh, okay. Is Diamond Sports Group spokesperson said they did reach agreements with Cleveland, Minnesota, and Texas that work for all parties. Remember, the Rangers were one of the driving forces between, hey, we're not just going to necessarily take your deal. Now, recent rumblings over the last week or two is that deal would be no more than 85% of the original promised amount of money, which... I mean, that's, supposedly 110 million. Yeah, and so that's that's a big dip off of that that you're going to be looking at if you're talking about you're going to be missing out on what 16 and a half million dollars. Oh, yeah. Like that's a hefty chunk of change that they thought was coming in, but it's good news that they got it wrapped up for the Rangers' sake. It's probably bad news because for now there's been no progress on streaming rights for Amazon for the Rangers, which I know a lot of people were hoping for for this year. And the Rangers are locked in for Bally for Diamond Sports this year, so so kind of like the Mavs and Stars. Then too, they're they're locked in for this year for sure, and the next year is kind of is open. Yeah, I think I what, believe that's what I remember. Them well, saying. and what they're hoping happens is that the infusion of money from Amazon is going to allow them to carry through the end of these deals through like twenty, I don't know, thirty four, thirty five, whatever it is with the idea that Amazon and Diamond would get all of the streaming rights as well and they would be like co you know co-producers of it or it wouldn't be an exclusive watch. So for now that's the latest we have the Rangers did agree with Diamond Sports Group and Sinclair and all of that or uh excuse me Bally's and on so a one year deal on, on, for this year okay. and we'll see what happens from there. Because I still think they think with Amazon money, they can carry this out until the end of the deal, and they'll both be able to show the sports. But we will see. That's what we know for now. So if you're upset because it's on Valley and you can't see it, it's going to stay on Valley, and you'll have to make adjustments if you need to. I know you don't know this. I'm asking a question that you might not know. But since they've partnered with Amazon, is there a possibility that you could just – also purchase uh, uh, some sort of Amazon Ranger package? I, I don't know. So the It'll issue be blacked out. 
the issue there is they don't have all of the streaming rights for all of the teams that they also carry linear broadcasts okay, for. Yeah. So just think of linear TV as just this regular TV that you've been used to for most of your life. I think they only have the streaming rights for now of like five, six, seven of them, and the Rangers are not one of those for now. But you could still progress to that before the beginning of the season. It's just time is getting pretty short for that. And time is money. <coughs> that is true. I guess especially for Diamond in this case. They yeah. got a discount by waiting it out. <laughs> exactly. All right. I, I saw this article. It was really interesting. Is the best and worst Super Bowl winning teams of all time based on DVOA ratings. And so, remember, that's the... Well, then maybe the 92 Cowboys are going to okay. be high. I was going to say the 94 Cowboys are the best team that I saw that didn't win the Super Bowl. That is true. And they this, didn't play that year. These are for teams that did win the Super Bowl, though. So, do you want to start with the best or the worst Super Bowl winning team? Let's go with the best the best Super Bowl winning teams. All right. The best Super Bowl seen. winning team of all time. And I want you guys to all remember that. I'm Corey, just going to assume possibly. Can I take a guess? Yeah. The 49ers that beat Denver by a million points. That team is number three. That was 89. So, that was a good is guess. That, yes, correct. Steelers. I don't remember them blowing out a yeah, team in the Super to... Bowl. No, the Steelers are actually not very prominently featured on those. They have their 75 team is number eight. Chicago Bears against oh, New England Patriots? Which Chicago Bears team would that be? Let's see. Let's 85? see. 80. If only I had some catchy bit of audio to really point out what that team was all about. Do we have? Do we have? We are the Bears. Shuffling crew. Shuffling on down. Doing it for you. We're so bad. We're oh, oh my God. Going I didn't like this no song trouble. then. We're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. I don't like it now. They poor song. Our number two. That was rap back in the mid '80s. On okay? the list. Deal with it. It was weak. We didn't have Cool Mo D yet rocking it. Well, and also that was players from the Bears. So yeah. I don't think you can expect them to be spitting it like Run DMC or anything like that. My name's Jim McMahon. I wear a jock strap to make funny things go in the weight room. That cannot be the proper <laughs> lyric. I don't know. All right. I'm just thinking about what he did when he was with Brian Broaddus in the Philadelphia or Green Bay Packers. So number two, the 85 Bears. Number three. So I got two and three. The 89 49ers. Son of a gun. Who am I missing? I mean, I have the Cowboys 92 team winning 52 to 17 as a top five. So I'll, I'll guess Is that them. your answer? In case you forgot what that sounded like. Let's go back to the audio. Don't worry, it's not so. Two away. And he'll go behind two and A, but it's Aikman with the ball, and he's going deep. Harper wide open, touchdown! His first catch of the day. Alvin Harper from Tennessee. The 1992 Dallas Cowboys, which I believe is the greatest football team. That's the greatest football team I've ever seen. They are number five. five. Um, the New York Giants who beat the New England Patriots undefeated. I don't know. So I think the that Patriots team might be the best worst team, the best team that lost. That didn't win. Yeah, yeah. but I, I honestly am drawing a blank on. I mean, I know that. 
Washington blew out Denver in the Super Bowl. It looked how many. So all the teams so far, Kevin, have been 90s teams? No, 85 oh, Bears, okay, 89 49ers. But the 90s teams, I feel like we're all like really All good of teams. the teams in the top five are from the 80s and 90s. Okay. I mean, San Francisco, after beating the Cowboys, blew out the, it felt like the expansion San Diego Chargers in the Super Bowl. This is, this is a team that. With Jay Humphreys or whatever his name was, his quarterback. <laughs> Is it Stan Humphreys? Stan Humphreys. I think Jay Humphreys was a basketball player in the 80s. This is a team that hardcore football fans love and think is unbelievable. The 1991 Washington team. So you did reference them. It lost by a field goal to the Cowboys that year after starting out 11-0. and But this is the team that beat Buffalo. 91, they beat Buffalo. Yes. Because in 86, 87? Yeah. They they blew out John L. Yeah, they trucked a bunch of teams, if I remember correctly, too. So this team won games in the regular season against Detroit 45 to nothing. Phoenix 34 to nothing. Philly 23 to nothing. The Falcons 56 to 17. And they won the Super Bowl over the Bills by two touchdowns. And Mark at one Rippen. Po- and at one point in that game, they were ahead 37 to 10. Okay. So per DVOA, and I hear this all the time, like I love that 92 Cowboys team, but obviously I don't think about the Washington team from the year before. But you hear this all the time from stat people who think this is the best team ever. Yeah, but what happened on Monday Night Football the next year to start off the season? They lost. Yeah, I think Isaac Holt blocked a punt. and It was awesome. Now I got two things. I can't, I can't decide. It's be, it, because this 90s era, like that just does seem like a dominant era of football, that mid-early 90s time, and the Dolphins. The undefeated Dolphins. Well, that's 72. Team. Yeah, the Dolphins are. But you said are, it was in the 90s. The Dolphins are 23rd on this list. Wow. Now, I realize if you're the Dolphins, you're like, oh, neat. Your cool <laughs> stat that nobody knew existed when we were going undefeated. It's crazy looking at Greasy and his stats. Like, he would throw for like 120 yards. Yeah. Like and they were just a good team. Larry Zonka in their defense. So, the other team in the top five is the 96 Green Bay Packers. That's so the w- Shout out to Broadus. Yeah. Here's the thing that, like, you can trust DVOA or you can be like, now I watch those seasons. I don't think so. Is they have the 1995 Cowboys ninth and the 1993 Cowboys 25th. Man, I remember when it was going on. I definitely thought that 93 team was better than the 95. Yeah, but they struggled in the Super Bowl. If we're looking, (laughs) you're you're looking, are we looking at overall their whole season in the playoffs? Whole deal. Okay, because, I mean, the 93 team, they were down at halftime, and then Emmett was like, just give me the ball every play. Yes, and they did. will win. And then he ran the ball down for a touchdown, and then Buffalo started buffaloing. They did. Um, but, yeah, this takes into account the whole season. I was fascinated. I well, the 93 those two team would be started off 0-2. With no Emmett. Right. But, and I guess that probably doesn't factor into the DVOA. Yeah. Okay. Or I'm sure Choppy I mean, will tell me that it does. That's, I mean, honestly, if we're going by that, one of the worst teams has to be the team in 07 that beat our Cowboys that ended up beating the New England Pan- Like, that team didn't seem Ooh. like a good team. And they went on a phenomenal run in the playoffs. I can't – what they did, and then I think they went to Green Bay and beat Brett Favre, so maybe they're going to get so much credit for beating Dallas. They did. Beating Green Bay, beating the undefeated New England Patriots, but that team going into the playoffs didn't look like a very good team. Believe it or not, this is a different clip 
Just of the same New York Giants team that's pretty close to the worst. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Inside the 25 and a timeout taken. Okay, yeah, I think maybe that was the 07 Giants. Is They're 53rd on this list. And the 2011 Giants are 56th on this list of 57. So whenever people are like, oh, Eli's not that great. They were lucky to win the Super Bowl. The DVOA numbers are like, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Worst team to win a Super Bowl. Well, okay. they All said right. next to worst team. Next to worst team. The worst team, and this will hurt just a little bit. Dilfer. Uh, that's like... This is where Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy's. Uh, no, okay. but I do get that. This is where I appreciate what DVOA does now. I just think when you retrofit it to things, I don't know if I believe in it just as much. Like, what's the what's the meme going around right now? All these spare ass pitchers compared to Sandy Koufax, who have a better WAR, and they're like, "Tell me, they're better than Sandy Koufax." Is the last team on the list was the 1970 Baltimore Colts who went 14-2-1 and one and beat the Cowboys mm. in Super Bowl five. Oh, okay. Hey, look, man, I don't care about that. You said it that hurts a little. Yeah, yeah, man, come on. I wasn't there. How could it hurt me? That's true. Yeah. You could like, have had another championship for Tom Landry. I wasn't even a tickle at that point, dude. Like I, I never felt bad about Wilt Chamberlain doing whatever he did to the Dallas Mavericks yeah. in the 60s. What? The Dallas Mavericks, they didn't exist. What? How, what about the Jets? Remember that happening? most of the Jets team should be here, right? I feel like the, yeah. all the Jets teams. Johnny Unitas never hurt me. Didn't the Jets only win one Super Bowl? Yeah, all the Jets teams should be the worst, though. Yeah, 51st, the, the 1968 New York Jets who made the 51st? Super Bowl matter. That is, Look, <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's the team that made the Super Bowl matter because the first two, which were called the crushingly dull AFL-NFL championship game. Those were blowouts by the Packers. And this game, it was like, a, I don't know, like a 15-point spread. And everyone's like, the Baltimore Colts are going to whip their ass. And this game is stupid. And the AFL is stupid. And then Joe Namath, before he got drunk with Susie Colbert, was like, I guarantee you we're going to win this game. Threw on his fur coat, and they did. So props to them for making the Super Bowl matter and what it is today. Hey, Mike, yeah. point your... Look down completely. Just it does kind of look like Spider Man's on the screen there, doesn't it? Somebody texted him. Oh, with a blue and red kind of <laughs> jacket there Sp- going somebody on. Somebody had to pay a bet off and dress as Spider Man today. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> would you want to do that, Mike? Dress as Spider Man? Yeah. I don't think I look good in tight equipment. It's not the point. Leot not a leotard. What do they call that? Spandex. Leotards like it. It's kind of like a leotard. So there you go. The, is, that, is that the whole list? I mean, we're not going to go. do all 57 Oh, my God. That's, seven of that's them. too many. Six. I'll just tell you the bottom five. The 1970 Baltimore Colts, the 2011 Giants, the 2001 Patriots, mm-hmm. the 1987 Washington. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. What about the 2023 Dallas Cowboys? Where they, are they? Shut up. We don't know shut if they've up. won yet. Shut up. The 2007 <laughs> New York Giants. So the Giants have two of the worst Five on that list. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Now, because of that, I'm going to add another list. 
another name. NHL writers, Cam Newton, Panini, and Mike Bassick. Do any of these folks deserve Forgiveness Friday? Here we go. Do you, 877-881-1053, we'll do it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Boxer, all the way over for Pavelski. Now Robertson between his skates and he scores. What a play. Jason Robertson is 16th of the season. And after some end-to-end chances, it's the Dallas Stars who tie the hockey game. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. And it's time for some Forgiveness Friday, 877-881-1053. Truckwreck.com text line if you want to get involved in the conversation. Also want to hear from you on the Twitch, on the YouTube. And we're going to start with anonymous NHL voters. As you heard that clip right there of Jason Robertson. But the anonymous NHL voters have said that Jason Robertson is tied for the third most overrated player in the league. I mean, based on based on the playoff outing. Oh, no. Were you one of these anonymous voters? No, I was not one of the anonymous voters. How many all-stars do the stars have? Would you tell me if you were? Nope. Ottinger's an all-star. Yeah. I don't think they have another Rope one, Hintz right? is an all-star. Is it just... Just one. Is it just uh, Ottinger? So... Just weird. This... Feel like this feels like an odd year for that selection to take place. But when it comes to when it comes to Robertson, like I think there's so many cool skills the dude has. He sees the game in a completely different way, and I don't think a lot of times dudes get enough credit for the way that they set players up. And he definitely sets players up. But I can see that. Like you want you want this dude to be next level. You want him to take that that jump, that leap into the the the, the stratosphere. So. I, I don't I'm not I'm not arguing against it. He is our guy and I love Robo. Man. But uh doesn't sound like but it. But I just I want him I want to see him dominate at the next at the next stage, man. I think I'm figuring out what's going on here. Because on the most underrated poll, Rope Hints was tied for eighth. So you think Rope Hints is the guy? Love Rope Hints. Oh, do you now? But I think there are, I think I think what's important is how the team Yeah, how the team works together. You know, it's not just about individual players. This is about a team, Kevin. It's a team sport, line by line. Okay, well, I'm not talking about. With that in mind, I'll talk about the team in the city. Dallas was tied for eighth as the best visiting city to play in. Oh, really? So good for us. I wonder. I wonder if that has to like how much that has to do with. Proximity to the American weather, Airlines maybe Center. too. Yeah, weather's usually oh, pretty dope yeah. around here. Okay, you're playing in Edmonton. It's negative 42 when you get off the plane. There's I, some cool little places down near the Victory Park area too. Do they stay at that? Um, the Crescent, probably. Yeah, the Crescent. 
So like the hotel's nice. Yeah. Uh, it's really close to the arena. Uh, and then, like I said, there's some nice little bars over in that area and restaurants as well. So it makes sense. Now, as Corey says, the women. My, huh? Mike, for that and so many other reasons, <laughs> Twolos, Tolos, and does Mike deserve Forgiveness Friday for just constantly agitating Cowboys fans, Corey, me, Chris? From the 817, I want to I give a shout out to Mike for giving me my energy back. Thank you for, oh, this is about their we, tea level. I was going to so. say, yeah, we're, good, we're working in opposite directions <laughs> today. Taking all your energy. does give you that energy. Tee it up. My favorite part of this commercial is when you go, for the nighttime stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't. Can you please elaborate? You're talking about like sleep there? Dysfunction happening. Sleep they can help out. Yeah. Sleep dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's... You can go to TrustedLab.com for that, because I did. I took a sleep gummy last night from TrustedLab.com. Pretty awesome. And I huh? slept great. See? Okay. So there are some spots for sleep dysfunction, I guess, as well. All right. This one is an unfortunate Why one. is it me who's irritating the Cowboy fans? Why isn't it the Jones family? They're the ones who irritated me to quit them. I know, but I see you every single day. I don't see the Jones family every day. And like even when we're not talking about him, you drive all the way across the lane to be like, "Hey, don't forget that it. is true." The Cowboys are to this Super Bowl. I know, Mike. We'd be talking about fishing in Alaska, and you're like, "Guess what? Who won't catch a fish for a Super Bowl?" The Cowboys. Yeah, that's exactly exactly. We're talking about something else. Uh, out of nowhere, you're just like, "Ha ha 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 ha." Well, sorry. All right, <laughs> this one hurts. This one hurts my feelings a little bit because it is a company that I used to really like. Panini. Panini America has been hit with four racial discrimination lawsuits. Uh And so obviously that's not what you want. They're based in Irving. But if you want a double forgiveness Friday, their customer service kind of sucks. Is they have guarantees on their boxes of like, you'll get this, you'll get this. Man, you would think that you're trying to get classified documents unclassified if something is missing. From your box. If you send them a receipt, they're like, now this doesn't say line by line what every single thing was. So if you go to a shop where they just type in the price, they're like, we can't help you. Are you serious? Yes. And so they've been going down in quality control for a while, which is upsetting because they're local. And I know a lot of people at Panini that I really like, and that sucks. And now, bang, hit with four racial discrimination lawsuits as well. So Tough times for Panini America here in the Metroplex. Man, I'll tell you what. I got some Tops cards a while back. They're not Panini. They told Kevin that they might show up in May. And they told me they would show up like December 23rd. And they did. And they showed up on exactly on that day. And I just felt better that Kevin had a longer time to potentially wait. I mean, I did get them <laughs> eventually. So I, I appreciate that for sure. All right. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. This person says no forgiveness for Panini right there. F them. Don't be racist. I mean, you would hope that "Don't be racist" is a slogan that we can all agree with and adopt. But yeah, I'm down with that. I don't know if everybody does. I think we can. I think we can all co-sign with some with something along those lines for sure. Um, somebody did say did ask Mike, and this is a very hypothetical hypothetical. Yeah. Because it's never happening. But if the Joneses somehow did not own the team, right. would that change your perspective? Would you be back in? Yes. All right, there you go. It'll never happen. 
True. Literally my life, my kids' life, my grandkids' life. There's a lot they're, of money in that the family. Jo- until and the all world invested. ends or football ends, the oh Jones family gosh. is going to be the owners of the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's I, really, I think that's probably. I think there's a really interesting thing too, because I'm not sure how many other families are as invested in their their father's team as this Jones family is. Like this is one of those things where it's not just like, hey, I'm gonna hand it down to you and you're in charge of it and you may not care about it. They all really like yeah. they're invested in it, not just because the money because it's their lifestyle maybe i mean i'm just going to throw this out to be honest maybe like john steven runs it in a very professional winning way and i'm like wow they care winning has now elevated over the three things that that they care about yeah Yeah. like so it could be that you know i don't know 30 years down the road john steven when he's 50 years old is the general manager with like co-ownership with all the other kids and I'm like, wow, John Steven knows what he's doing. He's a Chris Young type of uh, general manager. I would be all in on that. Does NBC need to ask for forgiveness, or has it already been granted by C.J. Stroud? Remember, in C.J. Stroud's postgame after the win over the Cleveland Browns, they cut out all his references to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and they, when they replayed it, they are like, no, take that out. But C.J. Stroud himself has already said, forgiven. I'm not angry about it. He just talked about this, I believe, yesterday. I wish that it wasn't that, but, you know, I pray for people and thank God has called us to love one another through thick and thin mistakes or success. So if the person who said the thing and was theoretically wronged has already forgiven them, you have to forgive them, right? Yes. Okay. I agree. Okay. I agree. And I, I appreciate C.J. Stroud for being for being grown up about it. And and saying you know what I'm gonna I'll preach forgiveness as well. Man, I hope he does great things. I like I him too. a lot. And, that, and that's frustrating, isn't it? Too like I don't want to put this in this direction, but Kevin early on in Deshaun Watson's Watson. career in, yeah. in Houston, we were like, God, man, I really like this kid. I remember right before he got caught with all the bad things that he did, he was giving out like he was buying new jerseys for uh teams in like high school teams in the Houston area that just couldn't really afford to just buy new jerseys every other year for their football team and great helmets that you know help with concussion protocol and protecting the brain like he was giving a lot to the Houston community to try to help out at least from what you would see publicly. And oh, yeah. And was it, did he give paychecks to the three people? of the workers in the Texans organization who I believe was Hurricane Harvey yes. that they were affected by? And yeah. man, I, I, I thought he was an awesome, awesome person. And so obviously, I hope CJ Stroud fills the void of being a great human that I thought Deshaun Watson was going to hit. Is there a chance you just talked about hating the Kansas City Chiefs? Is there a part that will – I know right now you're like, well, they, they're not a threat to the Dallas Cowboys, but will you hate – we hate the Houston Astros. I, You know, I guess we hate the Houston Rockets. Uh, will you hate the Houston Texans the way that if they become – they will never be more relevant than the Dallas Cowboys, but if they become better than the Dallas Cowboys then, – and- Then yes, because I feel like I, I'm – very apathetic to the Houston Rockets as of late, just because they haven't been very good. But there was surely a time when I disliked them a lot. So I could see that. If the Texans break off like multiple Super Bowl runs, I could see how I'd be like, screw them. 
You know, like I definitely see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, especially like if they go out of if they drive all the way out of their their way to to rail like take shots at, at the Cowboys do. Like the Astros groups did that's that what you too. feel like yeah. they do. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of irritating too. I get what you're saying. Now, does the NBA deserve forgiveness? I know this is a specialized stat line, but it's still impressive. Is DeMontis Sabonis is the first player in the NBA to average 19 plus points a game. 13 plus rebounds a game, eight or more assists a game while also shooting 60% from the field. He didn't make the cut as an all-star. Oh my gosh. Reserve. How? I Kendrick Perkins is happy about it. I don't know. The yeah, man, that's I I would say no, NBA. You don't Fix deserve it. forgiveness. But hold on, how does is that fan vote though? No, no, no. That's that's coach vote, right? I thought it the was reserves? maybe still a combo, but wow. yeah. I don't think the fans voted all for reserves. Okay, Zero I thought percent. They, okay, I thought they had altered that over the years, but you okay. might be right I, about that. I, I thought it was the coaches that vote for the final seven guys Either after the way. fans get... Not cool, NBA. So, I mean, I, I'm just trying to think. I don't have it in front of me. I know Anthony Davis made it as a big guy. Like, who were the big guys who made it? Obviously, I know Jokic is a starter. LeBron uh, is a starter as a big guy. And I'm drawing a blank on – oh, Durant is a starter as a big guy. Those were your three kind of big guys, make it, because Luka and Shea were the guards that made the starting. And I know Anthony Davis was a reserve. Both Clippers are reserves. Cat is on the list as well. He has the best record in the NBA. Yeah, no, that's true. I I understand, like, hey, maybe he should have made it, but you have to kick somebody off the team. Who are you kicking off the team? I am. What's that? Embiid. He's in the East. Yeah. Oh, Uh, but he's injured too. I'm kicking Paul George off the team. Okay. That's a bonus. Isn't he considered a guard and Kawhi's the forward? I thought I thought they had a pretty next to his name. Yeah, I thought they had a pretty liberal uh, position flex definition right there. All right, so Paul George, you're out. Yeah. West is a pretty cool team, man. I didn't. West has a like, fun looking team. The West has way more talent of individuals in the NBA than the East does. Like nothing against Julius Randle, nothing against uh, Jalen Brunson. Like you start looking at the East, like this is how Trey Young would make. And you're just like, yeah. how in the world, you know, when you kind of split it up, if you just took the best 24 guys, then I think that you would probably have more like 15 Western Conference players and nine Eastern Conference players. Now, a couple more real quick. I don't know if you think this is sensationalistic or not. Cam Newton says Brock Purdy is the 10th best player on the 49ers. Is he just trying to keep his name out there because he talked about like on their team, on their team, all these quarterbacks were bus drivers or. Do you think that that is I'd fair? Have to go through their roster. I don't believe. I think Trent Williams. I caught. I caught the nine that he thinks are Trent better. Williams, Fred Warner, uh, Debo McCaffrey, Bosa, uh, Bosa, Ayuk. Uh, I, I was gonna. I'm thinking maybe Ayuk. That's six. Kittle. Kittle? I had Kittle. May, yeah. Seven. Okay, I can see him around eight. I'm, okay. Name the other. Do you have, you have the other nine? No, no. I'm saying I don't think he said. One is this. Reserve. No, well, that's Two what I'm trying to go. Reserve. Okay, then I'm trying to go through that list, and that's where I am. I don't know if there's another defensive lineman that he's uh, that they're trying to take into consideration there, but that's. I mean, I can see what you're saying. He is surrounded by talent. That's not his fault. 
No, this I'm not going to punish him for that, but uh, but does, how does he do with the talent? Because one was the last pick in the draft, one was the first pick in the draft. We've dealt with this. I think, Corey, you're maybe a little young for this, but we deal with this with Troy Aikman. People will shoot down Troy Aikman's career and Emmett Smith's career based on who was on the team. And you're like, wait a second, I get it. But so Joe Montana didn't have any good players? Yeah. Uh Tom Brady didn't have any good players. Like it's it's really tough, and I get it. I get how good San Francisco Meanwhile. is, and they still have to win it. But if they win it, you do have to give Brock Purdy some credit that he was the quarterback on this team. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy, history that could be made and will be made at this year's Super Bowl. Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. Ayuk and Debo are stacked left, Kittle and Jennings right. McCaffrey runs around, Purdy pressured, Purdy throws. Caught by Brandon Ayuk. Touchdown! KNC Masterpiece. Look at that. Did you see what he just did for you, Corey? He cut it off for me. It Thank was too you. much. Off too much. San Francisco. Oh, you're that my was, favorite, Chris Strong. That was delightful. Right now... What say we go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy? Dip. Yeah, here we go. <sighs> and we start. It's a great regular season. Yeah, 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 yeah. We start with a couple coordinator notes for you. The Cowboys will interview Ron Rivera next yes. week. And Chip Kelly is getting multiple looks as an OC, potentially as a candidate for commander's offensive coordinator under Dan Quinn. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, I was hearing the Seattle, those two guys to Seattle combo pack a while back. Um, so I can, I, it makes a little bit of sense. I'm wondering, I, I'm, I just don't know it. I'll have to go look at the lineage here. What is the connection with those two guys? Why those two guys? Is it maybe because Dan Quinn's like, I don't want to run an offense or, and have anything oh, to do man. with it. So, and I think you run an interesting offense. I don't know. And then Cliff Kingsbury was hired as the Raiders offensive coordinator. So he'll always have a job there. This Man, is that will. dude. That dude, I don't understand it. Maybe maybe I'm just I'm too too harsh on his head coaching yeah. status that Let's I don't look think back he's at the 2012 A&M and get so many jobs off yeah. of that. All right. Let's go from that to, well, it is a shout-out Friday. Do you think it has anything to do that he's good-looking? I don't, although I do agree he is good-looking. But I'm not saying that's the reason. But I hear what you're saying. It's a shout-out Friday from the 214. Can I get a shout-out to my son, Johnny, a.k.a. Tutu? He's turning six today and is a young Tolo. Love hearing that. And then for the 817, can I get a shout-out to my wife, Jess? That's a great name. We met six years ago today and have been married for a little more than a year. She's a teacher in Grand Prairie, and I love her so much. Marrying teachers named Jess is a great hey, idea. Your wife's name's Jessica. That is true. Okay. I just assumed that. I was like, that is true. I don't know. Maybe it's Jesse. I don't know. It, she hates that. Oh, really? Just like you hate Kevy. Yeah. That's what brought you guys together. Yep. That you was guys it. hate that, you guys hate the why. That is that's what happened. A shout-out also goes to Mark Andrews. Have you heard this story by now? He lost. Well, okay, yes. But he was on a plane yesterday morning, and so he has type 1 diabetes, 
and he offered his test kit to a doctor and a nurse on the plane because they were struggling to find a strong pulse on a woman who was struggling to breathe without oxygen. Her blood pressure was really low, and a man in the aisle seat popped up and said, could it be her blood sugar? I have a testing kit. Really? And it turned out to be Mark Andrews. And he was like, all right, here's how my testing kit works, and told the medical people, and eventually her heart rate stabilized. Because you're on a plane. Like, I realize you can, like, Try to go land somewhere or whatever, but it's that is not an instantaneous thing that happens. So we need to have that on all airplanes now, is what you're saying. That, that feels, Just in case. That feels like a low-cost thing that could probably get done, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's space on the airplane. Yeah, they've taken away all of our space. So so that they could have extra yeah. Jack Daniels and, yeah. and meals? Prob- well, no. Not- what was the last time you ate on an airplane? Like a meal that was served to you? Hey. I got to fly on the Rangers plane home from okay. Washington D.C. Pretty cool. Uh, when we I got to do the two games, and there's great food on there. Okay, it's really cold though, but they had big blankies for us, and we all had first class seats. It was awesome. Blankies, and from the nine seven two, I, I want to make sure we separate these two things. Pretty people privilege totally exists. I agree with that. I just don't think that's happening with Kingsbury. Like, I definitely agree that pretty people privilege exists. Okay. And then they say shout out to their Basset Hound dog. He's the best. All right. Let's go from that to Super Bowl history in the making. Brock Purdy will be the third youngest quarterback to ever start the Super Bowl. Who was younger than him? Than Brock Purdy? Than Brock Purdy. Mahomes. It was his second year. Incorrect. Crap, Brady went four years to Michigan, and then one year he sat out as the Ben backup. Roethlisberger. That is number two on the list. It Russell has, Wilson. Incorrect. That's wrong. It has to be, though, I think somebody in the last 20 years, right? Because mm, I don't know about that. Joe, Ma- I mean, uh, Dan Marino? That Dan Marino. is correct. Nice job, Mike. Well, I just thought of, because he made the Super Bowl very early in his career and yep. then never made it back. That is true. Dan Marino, first on the list. Ben Roethlisberger second, Brock Purdy the third youngest QB to ever start a Super Bowl. Thunder Dan Marino. That is. Do you remember Dan last Marley year that you're referencing in Phoenix when we'd walk to the convention center? There's a Dan Marley restaurant. Yeah, or- and it said like food, <laughs> drinks. I can't remember what it said, but it was just like thunder. It's like good food, or yeah. I can't remember what they said. But I was like. That just doesn't seem like the best adjectives to describe what is here. That is fair. Now, touchdown passes in the playoffs. Tom Brady has the most by a kajillion or by 43. <laughs> he has 88 touchdown passes in the postseason. Joe Montana and Aaron Rodgers are tied for second at 45. Think about that. 88 to 45. That's the gap. Brett Favre leads the all-time, well, he leads all football players for most money stolen from Mississippi welfare, it looks like. And <laughs> at least is, he's the best at it. Yeah, yeah he's really good well, at it. It well, feels like maybe he's not that great at it. Brett Favre is also fourth on the postseason touchdown list with 44 touchdowns. Peyton Manning is fifth, and Patrick Mahomes is sixth. He is one behind Peyton Manning. I feel like it's not an insane thought to think, hey, Patrick Mahomes could throw two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. If he does, 
he'll overtake Peyton Manning for fifth all-time on the postseason quarterback touchdown passes list behind only Favre, Rodgers, Montana, and Tom Brady. And like I said, I am assuming he will have plenty, plenty more chances to be in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That's He's he's impressive. He is uh, very... Jim Harbaugh is in his division now, and so is Cliff Kingsbury. You don't you uh-huh. don't think uh-huh. that pretty good Cliff argument Kingsbury I just made there is going to make a big difference. Chiefs are done. Chris Shula, we talked about him potentially interviewing with the Dolphins. The Rams shut that down, and we're like, we will promote you to defensive coordinator. So shout out to Don Shula's grandson, Chris Shula, for becoming the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Let's go from that to, you watch a lot of Chiefs football, Mike. Yes. Do you think that this is fair? Is Nick Bosa was being asked about the tackles for the Kansas City Chiefs, including Juwan Taylor, who is known for getting a lot of penalties. His response, they hold a lot. Good, yes, smart move. But they've done a good job in the playoffs. Whether I guess they're not getting called for it as much. Right. I, I don't know. The Chiefs, that was a highly penalized team in the regular season, all of a sudden in the playoffs, they've cleaned up all of their mistakes. It is, if you're following the Chiefs, which I would say a lot of big-time football fans have because I would say eight of the 17 Chiefs games were a nationally televised, this is what you're getting, Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night the game of the week on, let's say, CBS. So I bet people have caught a lot of Chiefs games. And if you recall, they they hurt themselves a lot in the regular season. Yeah. And all of a sudden in the playoffs, they're the team that is playing cleaner football. Uh, Travis Kelsey drawing, you know, penalties on the other team, you know, uh, for late hits or whatever it was. So, I mean, they've done a good job of cleaning up this or for some reason they're not getting called for it. Now, I know this study will get referenced in the future by Jerry or Steven. Is the NFL and the NFL Players Association did a combined study of injuries on grass versus turf fields? 0.001 higher injury percentage on 100 plays on turf than it was on grass. So... Feels as though the committee will look at that and be like, "We're fine." It's yeah. pretty much the same. Yeah, there's a, the, this is a. It's fascinating the amount of information that they were collecting, like the hip drop tackle. How many? Like what percentage of time that creates injury? I think twenty to twenty five percent on on hip drop tackle is is actually injured, which is high enough for them to say, "Yeah, we probably should yes. think about this." The number of of like what they were watching this year. And studying for injury purposes. And I don't know, have they been doing this for the last 10 years where they're like, hey, we're watching these things? It's been happening for a while. And that was one of the NFLPA's complaints to which I would be like, all right, well, maybe you shouldn't have co-authored this study. Is they go, one-year time capsule does not account for what we've known. And this also does not take into account the player's feelings about playing on turf versus playing on grass. And there was actually this year particularly a spike in injuries on natural grass, which is what led these Weird. numbers yeah. to be so close. And why you'll hear ownership groups be like, what's the difference? I do I do wonder in that situation too, like the athletes are the ones saying it, right? Yes. The athletes are also the ones that when they get done on a turf field that leave the field and go, I feel worse today than I do whenever we play on grass. 
My body just, yeah. I'm achy here. Like, Mike, you can kind of work on that a little bit. They they are the ones For that sure. really understand their inflammation feeling after a game. When we would go to old school Montreal, Veteran Stadium in Philadelphia, like old school turf. It felt like concrete, right? Yeah, and they would just say, look, your back's going to be sore after this series. And that's why everybody will tell me, Mark McLemore being one, that Ken Griffey Jr.'s issues in Cincinnati were all the years he played in Seattle. Yeah. Is that playing uh, Vladimir Guerrero? People will say the the career the the length of his career was shortened by being in Montreal for the first part of his career because it takes a, a more of a toll on your body. Now that's old AstroTurf or like Texas Stadium where the Cowboys played. So it's tough because today's field. I don't know. You guys got to w- walk on Globe Life. When we went to Jared Sandler's event, it doesn't feel like that. Even though the the it's softer than Texas Stadium, it still feels like a harder surface. Yeah, it feels firm. I was like, man, this doesn't feel. This feels a little like concrete still. Maybe maybe whenever it's season, it's different. They inflate the pads or something. I don't know. Water the infield. Huh. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Yes, Coming up next, the 24 things the Rangers can do to start building a dynasty in 2024. We'll do an X right here on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.